It's Big Dog Ball Talk. With your favorite big dogs, Matt Acorn and Jordan Flegel, I mean favorite. We're the only real ones. I mean, everyone else is just a bunch of posers. Jordan, how's it going, man? I'm trying to bring some energy here. Uh, I, I'm trying to fight uh, my inner demons and become a better person uh, for nice. myself, for you, for my family, for uh, you know, all, all the people in my finally, life. Finally, uh, I'm finally quitting. Uh, well, I'm not quitting, but I, I'm taking a week off of coffee. Oh, I haven't had coffee no, all week. Matt, no, you don't How crazy do that. is that? I was with you to no, okay. No. That are you feeling a little under the weather? What like oh, how a little you, bit actually. Because I, I, I don't think I could ever do it. Like I I've seen my dad, like my dad who's drank coffee for years, he'll go th- for like three months without coffee. Um, you know, just for fun, just to get off it for a while. And he is an yep. asshole, man, off coffee. <laughs> Even worse. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so no, I, I'm not with you, Matt. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I'd be, I'd be a, a wreck. Uh, I'll try to treat you a little nicer than him at least. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been called, uh, other, like, you know, versions of father in my life. So, you know, probably I'll be able to, to fill those sure. shoes quite well. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, it was just kind of a, one of those things I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Like, why don't I just give myself a break? You know, it's like I when you, do it, uh, man. I it's like do when it. you know, it's, it's like when you get, you drink or you smoke too much and you're like, oh man, this sucks. Like I take so much more. My tolerance is built up. So you take like a week off and then you like take one hit of a joint or you have like one beer and you're drunk and it's like oh okay this is not bad that is you know? true i i would i would love to get back to that moment when i first started drinking coffee like the energy mm-hmm. and uh like it's like for, it's like taking it's like what i would imagine adderall would be like taking right sure. now for me like it, you get everything done you clean your room you know you uh get, get all your school work done i think we both probably started coffee for the same reason right like journalism school kind of you know to avoid burnout is that when you started drinking coffee no man i don't know why but i started drinking coffee when i was like 13 okay matt okay you're, you're i don't a know child. why uh, <laughs> something's wrong with you never mind i but, seriously don't know why man i was like uh you didn't drink coffee all in high school either eh? no man no this was this was that. just university that's when i, I crazy I started and no I, I probably i definitely probably shouldn't have i remember you know those early mornings those, mon- <laughs> those monday 7 a.m practices back in the day at, no, that, uh, I, in high school I, I used to have a coffee in the morning and uh me and uh i'll shout I out i would uh, shit Brent. all all throughout that practice well, man that's the thing yeah i uh, shout out uh brendan lumley we and him used to fucking look at each other from across the gym and be like oh my god this is <laughs> this is this is gonna be bad man if we, oh, we got a, and then we got fucking bully yelling at us we look like dogs lunch or something i don't know stuff that didn't really make sense but we, we we understood we suck um but yeah i'm, I'm still gonna pull i'll pull it together i'm gonna bring the energy as best that i can wow. uh but Impressive. yeah i'm just gonna I'm, I'm honestly though all this coffee talk i might just pour myself a cup right after this podcast <laughs> yeah. say fuck it i mean i almost made it five days it's not bad yeah that's uh, i mean good. the weekend doesn't really count no uh but everybody welcome to big dog ball talk here for all the the best news in the <sighs> nba world uh and we're gonna start it off for uh, all of our fans uh north of the american border here uh up in canada Hello. Uh, the on? Toronto Raptors, once again, uh, owned Fuck on home you, soil. Fuck you, Dwayne Casey. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck owned you. by Dwayne I'm Casey. Uh, improving his record. I, I believe me and Jordan were talking about uh, undefeated against the Raptors in Toronto. Uh, and every time it comes down to a spectacular fashion. Yeah. This one... This one looked like I was honestly like I, I stopped watching for a couple minutes because I just needed a breather yeah. uh, last night when they were down almost 20. Nick Nurse is ejected, which I was like, honestly, man, I would want to get out of there, too, because I, I wouldn't want to see Dwayne <laughs> after the game, him probably give you a snide because I don't think they were really like 
that close. Like I think that uh, like, like it always kind of seemed like there was a rift there, like right yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Nick Nurse always was kind of that coach in the waiting. Yeah. Uh, and he probably also was like, "Hey, Dwayne, maybe we should actually run something like Compton on offense." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dwayne said, "Hold this L." Uh, <laughs> but when you when you look at the game, I mean, again, this is a game the Raptors should win. You know, OG and Obi still out. Fred Van Vliet also out. Uh, but they still made it competitive. They they really they ran back. Uh, Sadiq Bay, uh, he hit that tough tough shot uh, to put it up to three. Yeah. And then that last sequence just went to absolute shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Scotty Barnes tried his best without step back, but he's no James Harden. No. Uh, I, I I I didn't like the play at the end there. Anyways, like why is Gary Trent Jr. going for a two? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but to you know to just touch on it, I mean, after all these games, I mean. Do you think like I don't know if it's that like Dwayne Casey knows Nick Nurse's system that well or what, but like what do you think is causing this? Because Dwayne Casey's beaten the Raptors with so many different Pistons teams. Yeah, th- this now I think is just is just weird. Like it's something beyond what's yeah. uh, like what you can explain. Like it's like the Raptors always losing the first game of every playoff series that they yeah. they played. Even when they got Kawhi, they lost to the Magic. Uh, yeah, the in Toronto. In in Toronto, uh, DJ Augustine, uh, new newly signed Laker, uh, yeah. hits hits a big shot. Um, you know, and and so uh, yeah, those are always I, great too. Like noon games, like oh yeah, yeah. Sick. <laughs> so so now it's uh, I yeah, I think it's just uh, in the in the you know the shadow realm. I think this is just gonna happen forever, no matter what. Yep. Because th- this Raptors team is even completely different. I mean, like Dwayne Casey coached Siakam, uh, but that's about it in terms of players that were on the floor. Uh, you know, t- t- they tonight. really like, got minutes. Y- yeah. yeah, like it's it's because you know OG and uh, you know Fred weren't even playing in this game as you mentioned and uh like it's not even like Dwayne Casey particularly knows this group of players that well no. um and uh and the this Pistons team is is pretty new too lots of you know young young players new faces so yeah I I don't think it's really explainable but he he's just got our number man I think it, it just feels like maybe in this game and and like maybe not so much in this game but especially right after you know he goes to Detroit like all the Detroit sort of players were kind of pulling for him to get the win they knew that you know it it would mean a lot to him like I remember the first win that they got it was that uh weird inbounds under the the pit uh, under the Raptors basket where someone snuck behind JV and got a layup like that was the first uh, you know, game Dwayne Casey played back in Toronto, and he had his arms up in the air, double fist. Yep. He was so yep. fucking thrilled, and I'm like, "Come on, it's a it's a regular season game." But you know, it's he, his it, NBA Finals, that he'll <laughs> never get to. It 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 meant it meant a lot to him, and I think you know the players saw that, and you know wanted to you know I, I think they just it seems like they play extra hard when they come up to Toronto, and um you know it's we, we we've got him a couple times in Detroit, so we'll see. I I, I do think you know the Raptors. Uh, played an okay game. I thought Siakam had actually a, a really good game, like offensively. I yep. thought he was really in his bag. Um, you know, really drove that comeback too, for sure. And I, I honestly thought he could have shot more, like been more aggressive offensively. Um, yeah. He was pretty much, you know, their their only weapon tonight. Scotty Barnes kind of, you know, did some, you know, cleaning up garbage and uh, had that really nice towards the end of the game there on Corey Joseph that that spin uh, and and dunk there to to bring them back within you know five or four or whatever it was um, yeah. and it, you know it was a valiant effort by those guys and Achua with a nice looking three point shot there closer to the end mm-hmm. in the corner mm-hmm. uh, I want to see you know him develop that part of his game because he, he doesn't step out there that much but that one looked good that one looked clean went right through the bottom of the net and uh, it looked Could like he give got him good a little form bit more value it. for sure for sure and I mean, he's still so young you can pretty much mold him into whatever player you want him to be Um, and when i saw that i was like "Ooh, okay so we've got you know he's got the athleticism uh if he can stretch it out a little bit 
uh, you know, that's that's going to open his, up his game uh, big time. But for for the Raptors, like I, I just thought their their defense was pretty meh, like all night, like mm-hmm. these, these this Pistons team uh, seemingly was getting all these nice looking wide open kind of swing swing shots. Um, you know, guys like like Grant and, and Sadiq Bey and and, you know, even Cade were attacking the weak side when the Raptors were, you know, kind of a little bit slow to rotate. Like, I think the Raptors defense slowly has become pretty mediocre. Like, I, 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 I think they sort of fancy themselves as a really good defensive team. And we think of yeah, them as this yeah. really long, switchy team. But, um, you know, I, I think they're right around middle of the pack i think they were 16th last time i checked like in defensive efficiency um and they're 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 just they just haven't been that that good and i think they've just got so many guys uh who like are they've got good bodies for it but who don't know right now uh you know like at this point in their careers how to be in the right position like whether that's a chua or even scotty barnes sometimes like i think scotty is a really versatile defender a really a guy who can you know shut down his guy but in terms of you know the 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 entire defensive system he's still got a lot to learn um and you know when you're missing a, a guy like og uh like we were talking about it just before we came on air he's he's such a big x factor for them but on defense when you don't have him it's it's really tough yeah. cuz he's he's a guy who can defend bigs can defend you know all the way you basically one through four one through five sometimes um, and when you don't have a weapon like that on defense, um, and, and not to mention Fred Van Vliet, who really can, could have kept someone, I think, like Cade in, in check uh, for a lot of this game, um, it's, it's just going to be tough. So I think, uh, you know, especially when you're playing these these teams sort of at the bottom of their, you know, conference, someone like Detroit, who, you know, you, the, the Raptors should win, even even with those two guys out. I, I think the Raptors should have won, the, won this game, but they've, they've got to just tighten up the screws on defense uh, if they're going to beat teams like this, I think. Yeah, and again, it was a nice, uh, you know, battle between Scotty Barnes and uh, Cade Cunningham. You mm-hmm, know, two guys mm-hmm. that are kind of jockeying for the the top spots right now. It is kind of a, it is an open race. Like Mobley's still the favorite, but yeah. uh, you know, Rookie of the Year is up there. Um, and it's kind of funny, like you know, uh, the Raptors kind of he's kind of going on a bit of a tour right now of playing all these other top rookies. Uh, the Raptors, as of recording this, are playing the Magic tonight, Friday. Uh, so maybe Franz Wagner, we'll uh, we'll see how that matchup goes. And Hopefully Suggs. better than uh, yeah, and then they'll play Suggs as well, uh, which is uh, I mean it's kind of crazy that you know everyone expected him to be such a star, and I mean he had some injury trouble in the beginning, but I mean I still haven't really seen much from him except for I think well, like a couple dunks, yeah, uh, that really impressed me. But um, you know it, it was definitely cool to see you know those two go at it. Uh, yeah, you know Cade definitely a little bit more polished uh, already uh, to his he game. He looks good. Uh, he looks good. He's he's come on yeah. strong now after a kind of a shaky oh, yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Well, because again, he came into the year a little bit late, coming off an injury as well, uh, mm-hmm. and he's already you know yeah he he's showing that he's you know he's a proven number one pick. Uh, and, and I think that you know Scotty and him will have a lot of battles uh, mm-hmm. in, in the future years. Uh, you know uh, Toronto versus Detroit, uh, which is kind of a funny. Uh, funny thought that that could be uh, a bit of a duel, but I think they're both going to be uh, you know studs uh, in the league. So we'll we'll wait and see how that goes. But well, all uh, those all those three like really really standout rookies this year, all in the East, like between yeah, you know yeah. Mobley and Cleveland, uh, a lot of good battles uh, in the Eastern Conference between those three guys. And then Josh Giddy, who's taking home his fourth yep. uh, consecutive uh, NBA Rookie of the Month award uh, yep. over in OKC. So I mean, hey, congrats to congrats to Giddy. Uh, but Giddy the, the one young guy. Uh, I wanted to shout out uh, besides uh, Achua, Malachi Flynn. Yeah, he's finally, finally getting it done. This is Flynn good. to win, man. This is this is I think kind of a blessing in disguise uh, that you know that 
Nick Nurse literally fucking yet to be strangled to play this yeah. guy. Like there's <laughs> yeah, no, no other option. He's like, oh, fine, I'll throw him in. But I'm like, I thought maybe he goes point Scotty or something before <laughs> yeah, he does this. Exactly. But like Malachi, I think is like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like there's got to be something else going on. Like why Nick Nurse doesn't like him because he he's like kind of the prototypical prototypical Raptors player, especially at the point guard position. He's like mm-hmm. a little Van Vliet, little Lowry. Like he's always been that way, kind of a grimy um you know guy who competes on both ends uh who, who can shoot and you know lo- likes to kind of run the offense like he's not a guy who's like all that you know trigger happy he's not one of those point guards who's gonna you know come no, down no. and just launch it um and he, he's he's really like lowry and van vliet in that way obviously uh at a way different point uh you know in, in his career i don't think he's as advanced as either of those guys were um you know when when they were his age but he's still so young like you you've gotta you've gotta give this you know he he, he was a, a pretty high pick for the raptors you, you've got to give him some you know time and uh you know some you, you got to put the stock into him actually developing you got to go out there and you got to play him these minutes um and I, sure, I, yeah. he, he hasn't disappointed me at all like uh, again he, he shot four for six he hit two two out of his three uh you know three-point attempts like yeah he, the, the I, other one he airballed yeah true <laughs> but like i i think he he knows when to sort of you know pick his pick his spots he he, he knows you know uh, uh again i just really like his uh, you know, his compete level on defense, another guy who, who kind of looks lost out there sometimes, but who I think did a pretty good job, you know, filling in and, and running the offense a little bit. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I haven't got this entire, this, this whole year. I remember back when we, we broadcast the, the first Raptors game. Uh, I'm not sure some random fan hopped on our, our uh, broadcast <laughs> and said that uh, he thought Malachi Flynn would, would hit the game winner. Uh, the, the, the Raptors lost to the Wizards pretty badly that game, but uh, don't think Flynn you, played. I don't think he was put in the game at all, but that's what we were all kind of, I, I, I didn't think it was that crazy because I'm like, oh, yeah, Malachi Flynn, the, the Raptors, uh, especially because we don't know how Dragic is going to, you know, pan out here. Uh, he's going to get a lot more minutes. He's going to be kind of the backup. Yeah, fuck you. Um, but uh, he just just has not, you know, cracked the rotation. So, uh, yeah, ho- however it's happened here, however, you know, this is this is kind of this convoluted, weird situation has led to him actually playing. I'm happy with it because I, I just want to see him out there. I, I think he's, he's really yeah. good. It's because uh, again, this is his dad posts stuff on Facebook. Nick Nurse yeah. is uh, a very he's petty got the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't. Uh, he's not gonna. He's not fucking with the uh, off court politics. No. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah, I think Flynn. You know, he was their first round pick uh, just a couple seasons, uh, two seasons ago. Um, you know, the, you can't just you know let him go all the wayside. Uh, no. you already lost uh, what's his name, Jalen Harris. Uh, <laughs> yes. due to his yes. whateverness. Um, which we don't need to get into, but. Uh, you know, you don't want that whole draft here to just be for nothing. Yeah. Um. So you know, hopefully they can uh, you know, figure something out for uh, for Malachi and you know find his way in the rotation because again, I I do think he's got a lot of potential, but I think it's just tough because you know he's expected one night to you know he he's to play like twenty five minutes or something after yeah. you know being glued to the bench for uh, three games straight. Like, yeah, it's not really fair for him as a player. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't you can't expect guys to you know. Uh, when you need them to play amazing, but then when you don't feel you need them to just sit there and, uh, you know, let them, let them rot away on the bench. It doesn't really yeah. make sense. You know, players get cold. Uh, it's hard for you to get that chemistry developed on the court when, you know, you're coming in like that. Uh, so, yeah, ho- hopefully uh, minutes for Malachi soon to come. Minutes for Malachi. Um, but... Uh, on on the other side of things, uh, you know, not not too far away, over in Brooklyn, uh, 
Kevin Durant making his return, long-awaited. 21 games, Jordan. I didn't think it felt that long. 21 fucking games. I thought, uh, I, crazy. I, I'm the other way. It's felt, felt like forever for me since he last played. Like, it's felt like an eternity, yeah. man. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I hear what you say. I mean, 21 uh, is a good fucking chunk of the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and unfortunately, though, in uh, KD's homecoming, uh, he gets upset at home uh, by those pesky Miami Heat coming pesky. off uh, – a very tough loss uh, at the buzzer, uh, essentially, uh, courtesy of a Drew Holiday floater against the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know the Heat bouncing back, and, and uh, then the Heat get... and the Heat with their development guy crew plus Bam, like no Jimmy Butler, no yep. uh, no Kyle Lowry, like missing so many guys. But you know they they just plug in and they keep going. Like the, the this is incredible what they're doing this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, it was a, a classic Miami Heat win. I mean, they relied on uh, a lot of uh, Bam Adebayo, you know, yeah. uh, working for his team. I was actually watching, because March Madness is coming up quickly, I was watching some highlights recently, uh, and uh, Bam Adebayo on, uh, I believe it was Kentucky. I'm Kentucky, like, I yeah. always, always forget that that's where he went. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and it was a good team, too. I'm pretty sure they, uh, I think they, they did go to the national, I think they were a Final Four team. They might have went to the national championship that year. Don't quote Oh, yeah, me. I don't remember. Not, not, not a college basketball expert, um, but uh, yeah, you know, Bam Adebayo, 30, 11, and six, and then you got, uh, you know, Tyler Hero chipping in 27 and eight, and then, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned him a couple times, I'm going to have to start being a, a bit of a fanboy, but Caleb Martin, yep. falling out in his new team, I mean, he got oh 36 God. minutes, and then he got 22, five, and four, I mean, he's he's been amazing for this Heat team, and, uh, yep. you know, I think if you're the Heat, this is a really, really promising and really, like, uh inspiring game for them to you know win against oh, yeah. uh, a team that's kind of considered a contender in your conference uh obviously because it was in brooklyn no Kyrie. uh but i mean depending on how things shake out right now brooklyn's the eight seed miami's the the, yeah. the the first seed this could be a playoff matchup and uh as far as like i can tell this doesn't seem like it might be a, a good fit for uh for the nets i don't think if, if that uh, they want to play a fully healthy uh miami heat team no, and it's looking more and more every day like Miami, like the the separation between Miami now and and Philly, who who has jumped into second, you know, in the East uh, as of today, um, is getting wider and wider. Like uh, yeah. that's about three three and a half uh, to four games there, um, and like. Miami's done this without a fully healthy team pretty much at any point in this entire year. Like they're the yeah. minutes that their five best players have played together is like under 80 or something ridiculous. Like they, they have not played with a fully healthy team. Um, yeah. At, at any point, like we haven't seen uh, their, their best players, which I guess, you know, whether that's obviously you got Kyle Lowry out there, probably hero who will close a lot of games for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Butler, uh, uh, whether that's Tucker or Markeith Morris, who's still has been out <laughs> this entire time uh, because yeah. of, uh, you know, the, the sloppy white boy uh, pushing him over uh, Jokic earlier in the year. Um, and, you know, and, and bam, like the, the, whatever combination of those five guys, like we, we just haven't seen them, but they're, they're winning, beating almost everybody um, with, with Struess and Vincent and, and, you know, Robinson's actually kind of come on a little bit here after, you know, a horrible, horrible start to the year. You had seven um, assists tonight. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not tonight, but just, you know, shooting the ball in general recently, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's sure, brought yeah. his percentage up and looked more like himself. Um, and, and Yurtsevin, uh, 
uh, again, you can plug them in. Uh, it's it's not that these guys are expected to be amazing every night because they do have games where they do kind of, you know, disappear. And you're, you're to have been case in point, um, you know, in this game here, only had two points. But they're not going to hurt you. Like, they're, they're not going to, you know, even if they don't have, you know, a, a killer game, they're, yeah. they're going to go out there and they're they're going to know their role. They're going to do their job. Um, and, and the Heat are more than likely going to win. And that's, it, it's really hard to game plan against that too because you don't know who's going to go off, you know, when. You know, Strew, it was tonight it was your last night, I should say, it was, you know, Struce, Martin, and Hero, uh, and, you know, Adebayo, um, and then, you know, on, on any other given night, you could have Robinson going off for seven threes, and, you know, if Butler or Lowry are playing, um, you know, and P.J. Tucker, who's who's shooting the ball, the hell out of the ball this year, too, like, they've got so many weapons uh, who play both ends of the floor, it's it's just been really impressive, and they're, if, if they end the season with the number one seed, which it looks like they're going to, you know, do, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to go into Miami, whoever you are, mm-hmm. like, I don't care yeah. if you're in Milwaukee, if you're Philly, if if you're a fully healthy Brooklyn, going into to Miami, it's a tough building to play when they've got that crowd going and they've got, you know, you look across the floor and you see Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler and uh, yeah. you know, in their defensive stance and bam under the rim. And oh, yeah, PJ Tucker's, PJ Tucker's right over there. Like, Jesus Christ, I, 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 I can't in recent memory, I can't remember like a, a scarier kind of team to go up against. And that's exactly what Pat Riley wants every time, every, every For team sure. that yeah. he's built throughout his entire career. Um, you know, you, you, he obviously he was with the Showtime Lakers, but people have said again, again, that wasn't really his identity. He's, he's like a, like a, he, he's a big dog out there. He, he, he wants oh, yeah. to, he's the guy you, you don't want to meet in a back alley, like him and all of his, you know, his, his friends, they're going to fucking kill you. Um, and that's definitely don't want to meet us in the back alley. And yeah, us too. But, uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's the, the personality that his nineties Knicks teams have. And, and I think this is the closest kind of approximation to that, um, that he's had in Miami, just these fucking like physical, uh, you know, still guys who will go down and score, uh, but who will just make it impossible for you to come and score against them. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm really liking your Miami finals pick because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be tough to see anybody, uh, coming in there. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put them quite over the top yet. I, I still want to see sure, yeah. them. Th- this is too, I, I don't think they can do this with freaking Struess starting and Yurtsevin in there. Like, I think they need their fully healthy team. So I think it's really dependent on that. But you know, if they can get all those guys together, healthy and on the same page, it's it's going to be tough. I've have just been so impressed with them. And not to mention, I was just listening to uh, uh, again. Don't know what fucking podcast it was. <laughs> apologies, but uh, you know, if, if you hear it, you'll you'll know I'm shouting you out. But um, uh, it, people are saying, um, what's his face? Oladipo yeah. is looking really good and close to coming back. Can you imagine if you get like uh, some sort of semblance semblance of you know like uh, all NBA Oladipo out there who's sure, you know, yeah. hitting threes, uh, you know playing a little bit, you know ball handling a little bit, and not not a bad defender himself. Uh, you know hopefully the the injury great hasn't defender is prime is like his prime year. You know yeah exactly like if if you can get him in there like another offensive weapon like my god uh, so yeah watch out for the Heat man uh, uh, kind of spoiled uh, Kevin Durant's return looked really good uh, KD did in, in, in this one but. I, I'm just so impressed with the Heat, man. They're, they're, they're blowing me away. Yeah, well, on the other side of things, I mean, KD did his thing. Uh, you know, shot the ball pretty well, 31-4-4. Four and four. Uh, you know, he, he did what he could. Uh, not a ton of help from his supporting cast, you no. know, with Kyrie out. Uh, no Ben 10 yet. Uh, and apparently he's not going to be playing against Philly, which really stinks. Uh, you know, we wish that he we'll would see. be playing that. But, yeah, I, I, apparently, you know, his back hurts. I don't know. I find that that's surprising. It's like, you know, this back issue only comes out now. It's like, well, what yeah, did you do? How did you strain <laughs> your back? Like, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, uncharacteristic game for Seth Curry. 
Uh, yeah, you know, he, he had a great one against the Raptors when he was uh, when he played there. Uh, Patty Mills coming off the bench for Goran Dragic. That's a mistake. Uh, I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. That's a mistake. Uh, I mean, Dragic four for ten shooting. Fuck you. Um, yeah, and, but, but Bruce you Brown. Bruce Brun is he's 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 been balling out this year, man. Like nobody really gives him a lot of love. Like sometimes people just give him a random shout out, and I mean that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But like you know, 21 points tonight. He he's a he's an undersized guy, like an undersized forward. He's only about six four. He's kind of like yeah. a Norm Powell yeah. type player. Yeah, dude. that's a good. Comp. Uh, he can he can cut to the rim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he cuts to the rim really hard. He's a good rebounder, uh, solid defender. I mean, like I think that Bruce Brown, if you really needed him to, could start on pretty much any team and give you valuable minutes. Like I think that yeah. down the line, like uh, you know, fourth quarter uh, stretches, you know, if uh, anyone ever needs a second off or they just need like the, a little spark plug, I think that he's going to be a a huge part of Brooklyn's success again with Kyrie's limitations probably going into this uh, playoff year. Yeah. Um, Drummond also needs to step up again. Yeah. Uh, I know he's had a couple okay games since going uh, to the Nets, but I mean, he's going to be the starting center. It's it's going to happen. I mean, uh, yeah. Andre Drummond fools you. Uh, you know, he's just running around there grabbing rebounds. He doesn't do yeah. much else. <laughs> um, but you know that they've got a lot of names. They've got a lot of talent. You know, I would like to see some more Cam Thomas minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, he's he he's shown he can ball out, but I just think it's hard. It's hard for them to play rookies right now when you have a team full of these vets that are pretty much, you know, ready to chase that ring. So I, I, I don't know. The Nets are in such a weird predicament. Like, I don't think there's any way that they don't get into the playoffs. Like, they're going to have to go through the play-in tournament. I, I think they yeah. would take some kind of crazy win streak to, you know, vault into that yeah, sixth seed because the yeah. Celtics have been hot. Um, you know, they might be able to catch the Raptors at uh, at seven, but even then I think they're about three games behind them. Yeah. Uh, so that would be, you know, the Raptors would really have to fall off for them to catch up. But yeah. Uh, it's it's just I who would have guessed again talking about our mid uh, our midseason evaluations that we didn't do or we didn't have time to get to rather uh you know we said the Nets probably favorites to have the best record in the league yes. um and here we are that uh, yeah they they yeah. like they this is such a a weird like like what if they somehow lost like they you know, like some something kind of crazy goes through uh mm-hmm. and they don't end up making the playoffs like this could be. Well, it's like a, the first yeah. time ever that the two betting favorites in each conference don't make the playoffs because uh, the, the the Lakers lost Similar again position, to the Clippers, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and they Christ. just keep going farther and farther down. The Pelicans are only one game behind them for the nine yeah. seed. Like they may be getting the home court advantage now. Yeah. Um, and so Charles Watch out Barkley, for Portland. Watch out, Portland might uh, leapfrog you. You'll true. end up in eleventh, LA, if you keep losing by thirty fucking points every night. Well, uh, Charles Barkley on the TNT crew, he uh, and sorry, we're talking about the Lakers now for a quick second, but uh, <laughs> he he called he's not calling he wasn't calling the Lakers. He kept saying the team from Southern California. Hey, yeah, Chuck, give us some credit, man. Yeah, come on, give us some Everyone's goddamn credit. Stealing man. our takes and our, yeah, this is our, bullshit. Our things, come on. Now. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll start to beef with the TNT crew. We'll we'll play them in a game of pickup or something. I think we we'd have a good chance. Oh shit, um, yeah. We got we got youngish knees. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I just. I think this was a really good test for Kevin Rant, but I mean, his first game back after a pretty hard injury uh, to drop 31. I mean, hey, he, he's, he's going to be the slim reaper out there. He's going to do his thing. Uh, I think Kevin Rant. I'm convinced any injury he goes through now, he's going to come back and, and be fine. Like something about sure. like he, he comes back from injury like uh, like no one else, man. Like even even that OKC year where he was out, uh, I forget what surgery he had to have, but you know the whatever that was around 2017 or something like that. Like what when he missed time in OKC, 
Uh, he came back like every single time. He comes back just as good, if not better. Like he's, he's sure, incredible. yeah. And, you know, don't want to jinx anything. Hopefully, you know, he can stay healthy here. But he he just looked uh, like his normal self again, which was awesome to see. Yeah, well, shout out to Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, obviously, maybe a, a, another MVP season to just slip through the cracks for him. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. you know, just just glad to have him back. And, well, you know, we'll keep a close eye on the Nets and see how they progress through the season. But, uh, you know, someone who's really vaulted their way into the MVP talks, uh, Mr. Jaw Morant. Uh, oh. Did what you can't see that, this guy Matt? do? You, you, you saw that, like, as it was happening, the the dunk and then the, the literal, like, alley-oop shot from yeah. Stephen Adams. Like, man. What the hell? The other he just night, does everything, was, I, and then I, does I, the gritty as he comes off the court. Yeah. I'm like, is that Matt? Is that I Matt? know? Oh my god! I, I, it was a we, 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 we could have a gritty off. That night, Matt. Yeah, I, you should. Yeah, that yeah, he's he's probably like if you if you were gonna break down the MVP based on you know who's like been the most electric player, like the most talked about player, it's John Morant oh. by a goddamn oh. mile. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, his his ability to you know just get above the rim like, uh, like like people have been making this comparison a lot and it's, i think it's somewhat fair but like he really is like a a young d rose is what he plays yeah. like uh yeah. and, and like they've had like there's some side-by-side comparisons of like their highlights together and it's pretty eerie um and i mean yeah. lord help me i hope that the same uh you know finish doesn't end up happening yeah. uh for this but you know Jaw, he's he's been in, like sensational just to watch this year. Uh, yeah. It's been awesome to have him in the league, and you know, right now the the Grizzlies, you know, they took a tough loss to the Celtics yesterday, but you know they're one of the the top teams in the uh, the NBA uh, in the year so far. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's it's kind of like you know that that's that's a tough one, and and you're playing in Boston. Yeah. Um, but the, the Grizzlies are the third best team in the entire NBA. Yeah. Um that's got to be you'll count for something and you know yeah, the, yeah. the only real knock on John Morant's MVP case in my mind is that when he went down with that injury when the team was still doing meh uh you know they really bounced back and they responded and they played really well yeah. um but then after that when he came back they kept winning Dylan yeah. Brooks went down uh some other players went down and you know John Morant really carried them so mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that that really holds too much validity like I I, I said it before I think John Morant's got to be in the top five for MVP conversation if not top three at this point yeah, I would definitely put him top five. Um, I I don't know what it is. I think people are a little bit resistant. Uh, it, like I, I I've heard this, you know, being floated around that you know you you have Demar Derozan's MVP case and John Morant's MVP case that were kind of like they're they're not up there at the the top of most people's ballots. Like they're in the conversation for a lot of people, but something just like stopping stopping people from you know vaulting them right to the top of it. And I'm not even sure what it is. I even for myself, like with John Morant, I I still don't quite put him above uh, Embiid or Jokic really. Um, but that's kind of it, it's kind of like in my mind, uh, honestly, because I the same sort of thing I was saying about DeRozan is that I don't really see him as. Sure, much yeah. as like a triple threat type guy but he's still averaging damn near seven assists and six rebounds as a point guard like and it's a mental 20... hurdle you gotta yeah. get over man it's people are looking at who is it who is an mvp you know who's yeah. the mvp you know what i'm saying like but but because yeah. uh, i mean there's not a lot of guys to get the mvp that you don't look at and like okay that's a guarantee like that is a superstar player yeah. like top 10 guy yeah yeah and i i a hundred percent think it's it's just kind of a mental thing uh that a a, a lot of people are, are you know sort of negotiating uh you know in terms of who should be you know at the top of this race but also you know like you were saying about when the you know jaw goes down and the grizzlies keep winning like the grizzlies just as a whole are such a fun story and they've got so many kind of developmental kind of like wins uh in that organization um from bain to you know jackson jr and all these other pieces fitting well 
that it's, I think that's, you know, ever so slightly kind of hurting Jaws case a little bit. Like if he had a few more bums, you know, around yeah, you know, guys yeah. who were, you know, playing poorly and he was still dragging them to this, this awesome record, I think his case would be a little bit stronger. But again, it's, it's such a weird thing to like put it that way. Cause I'm like, yo, oh, your, your team uh, of young guys, you know, your organization drafts well, and you, you've got these young players playing well together, but that's hurting your best players MVP case somehow. Like it, there, it, it's just this weird uh, thing that we do. And I think we elevate Jokic because he's had, he has so many uh, guys around him who can't really can't do much without his help. Um, For sure. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that too, but it's, 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 it's really hard to, uh, I think when a race is this close to, you know, parse out who deserves to be there. But in any case, wherever you put him, like John Morant, uh, he, he's just been the most exciting player in the NBA. And I think, uh, what, what, once, you know, down the line, once LeBron retires, whenever that is, um, you know, I, th- I think you, you've got obviously Kevin Durant still kind of at the top of his game right now, but that's not going to last forever either. And these, those were kind of the, you know, throwback, uh, five years ago, those were, you know, the biggest stars in the league and kind of who, who we got used to being kind of the faces of the league, but we're in a yeah. kind of transition now. And I think Giannis took over the mantle a little bit last year when he got over the hump and, and won, I think he's. Uh, been a you know obviously a really popular player for a few years now but i think the the league is looking for another really kind of electric uh electric guy uh who can you know sort of in, inspire people and and really you know put put fans in the seats in in terms of like coming out to to watch a show like to watch a guy you know go through the air and do something incredible yeah. and john morant just is that like i, I think the league, uh, you're, you're, I, I, I think they're, they're, they're sort of watching what's happening. I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, uh, going forward here next year and, and, and moving on, like a lot of nationally televised Memphis games, a lot of, you know, John Morant, you know, Jersey sales going way up. Like, I think the league is really going to push this guy because he, he's just, he, he, like watching him in that Boston game, I know they lost, but he, he had one uh, alley-oop that, that he went and he finished. And I just watched everyone in the Boston crowd, like, stand up as if it, it, they were in Memphis. Like, everyone yeah. just went crazy. You know, like, it, he, 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 it's so, it's so plain to see what he brings to the game in terms of, you know, making it entertaining, uh, the way he flies through the air, the way he finishes, you know, dunks and, and just his, his raw athleticism it does remind you of D Rose, a little bit of young Westbrook too. But mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, he's, he's, like projects to be better than both those guys. Like even as good as Derrick Rose was, um, like I think John Morant's a little bit more like athletic. Like he can do, I think he can jump a little bit higher and kind of contort his body a little bit more. Like way Derek better shooter, this, and, and and a better shooter. I think at this point, and he has all this room to grow. Like I think uh, even when I watch John Morant, sometimes I'm like, you're still a little bit uncoordinated. You're still kind of flying all over the yeah. place out there. If you you know reel it in in terms of you know sort of. Uh, being less kind of like lanky and out of control, like still using that like explosiveness um, and becoming better as a shooter. Like I think he has a lot uh, to, to, to add to his game too, which is, you know, terrifying if you're anybody else. Um, but yeah, he, he's, there's, he, he's just been incredible in, in terms of the story, the Grizzlies as a whole. Um, and yeah, it was just crazy to watch the internet, you know, lose its head, uh, you know, the, the dunk on Pirtle. And then a few minutes later that uh, catching it with 0.4 seconds, uh, in the air, uh, getting it off in time and, and the shot going in and being mobbed by the bench. Like that was just, that was just like cherry on top, uh, right towards the end of an incredible season. Um, and I, I don't know, man, I, I've heard a lot of people picking, you know, the Grizzlies maybe going to the finals, Western conference finals. 
Uh, it's uh, another team, especially if you know you have to go into Memphis, another place that gets pretty rocking. Um, yeah, it's really oh, yeah. good at supporting their, their team, and especially you know in the, in the postseason. And you've got Morant and all these other young guys flying up and down the court at you. I I think they have a chance to take sort of the mantle of what those uh, OKC teams did, you know, with b- between Westbrook and and uh, you know Durant and, and Ibaka, who just even when they bumped up against like these old veteran teams like the Spurs. They just the the energy, especially when they were in OKC, the the pace that they played with, and their athletes just going, you know, shoving it sure, down your yeah. throat like every single possession. Like I think Memphis can really jump on teams and kind of do the same thing because uh, they are going to run into a lot of kind of more veteran guys, you know, uh, or veteran teams, I should say, whether that's the Warriors or you know the Jazz or or the Suns. Um, and I think they they have a chance, you know, in all three of those matchups, maybe to to really be scary uh, if mm-hmm. everything's clicking for them. So we'll see, man. Well, but yeah, John Morant, I, he, he's 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 everything. He's he's theater. He he's he he's the man. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny that like again, you mentioned like you know faces of the league, Giannis, and then maybe Jaw sneaking his way in there. All both small market guys. Yeah. Which I'm sure the league doesn't like, but I mean no, that's kind of the player yeah. empowerment, right? Like you can yeah. make yourself known. You can have winning situations in these small markets. Uh, which mm-hmm. uh, again, everyone, hey, Toronto's a really nice city. Check it out. Yeah, not so small. Not not such a small market. We're uh, we've got good food. Treat uh, it's treat it like cold. a small market. Yeah, <laughs> true. <clears throat> I had a bit of a smoker's uh, cough. That was on. awesome, I, man. I, I, I thought maybe that. I should keep it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to see uh, what John Morant's going to be, uh, what he's going to be able to do for the rest of the season. I mean, uh, you know, it's it, it's to the point for me where I'm just trying to like gauge, you know how good has it really been on like him as a whole compared to these other players that are kind of up there in the, uh, you yeah. know, the, the MVP conversation. So it's like, you know, Embiid again, slow start. So did, uh, so did Morant, you know, if we're kind of like, uh, Embiid's yeah. kind of, I think right now, probably the front runner, if I'm being honest, like, uh, you know, top of the East, he's kind of got the narrative behind him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't heard it. Like, you know, you could argue that now in the second half of the season, maybe, uh, without with Harden there, his, uh, his, his his he should maybe be a, le- a little bit less valid uh for yeah. the 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 award just because you know he's got so much more help than he did originally because I yeah. think as you said with Jokic like Embiid playing with just you know Tobias Harris is his second plus best player that's why his dominant performances were really standing out now that he's yeah. playing with another top ten guy people are kind of you know sweeping them under the rug a little bit more even yeah. though the team yeah. playing better um but i think that it should be fine you know in the end of the day because you know they're not gonna be splitting votes i mean harden hasn't been close to an mvp form this year um but yeah i i I, if i had a vote i think that jaw would be like right now he'd be in my top three i think i'd have to have him up there uh you know just for the excitement factor alone uh i mean you always think about you know every mvp has had uh you know that moment where it's like he's the mvp I feel like yeah. Jaws kind of sneakily had like two or three of these yeah. moments. Like I think that by the end of the year, like we're going to be talking like, okay, what was the dunk of the year? This jaw dunk or this jaw dunk? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah like he's yeah. he's consistently posterizing guys. Like I I I would like to look into the stat department if they somehow keep it of like contact dunks made. Uh, yeah. Like straight up posters. I think Jaw might, might have like half a dozen, and then the next closest is like two. Yeah. Um, it's, it's insane. The stuff that he's doing for like an undersized wily point guard, uh, just an absolute underdog, which again, I think he, he really fits that you know, grit and grind culture over there, uh, in Memphis. So, uh, I, I couldn't be happier for the guy. Uh, and, and, you know, I hope that, you know, he does get that MVP talk and, uh, you know, he's got a lot of years left. Uh, so, you know, if he doesn't win it this year, I mean, it's not the end of the road for him. He'll have, uh, yeah. I'm sure a couple other chances down the road, but, uh, 
yeah, what a story it would be if uh, John Morant can walk away with that well, MVP mantle. Well, it, I mean, if, if trends continue, which is that, you know, the Warriors keep losing without Draymond, lost again to the Mavs uh, last night behind, yeah. you know, Luka had an incredible performance. But, you know, the Golden State's been struggling. They, they have not, they, they've lost, uh, you know, I, I forget what it's like, six of their last 10 or something like that. And, you know, they're on kind of a downswing. Memphis obviously lost against, you know, Boston, but, you know, it looks pretty primed to take over that number two spot in the West. And I think yep. that's the path. Like if you have, uh, if you're number two in the West behind Phoenix, Phoenix, you know, doesn't have any sort of legitimate MVP sort of for number one, actually winning MVP sort yeah. of candidate. You know, Chris Paul has been in there because of how good Phoenix has been, but with him out now and the way they do everything by committee, you don't really have anyone. Same goes for Miami in, in, in the East. You don't really mm-hmm. have a legitimate candidate, but you know, if, if, if jaw is still doing his thing, averaging almost 30 per game, you know, keep, keeps everything, you know, sort of where they are in terms of his statistical output. Um, and, and they're in second in the West. Um, even if, you know, Philly, again, like you're saying, stays in second in the East, if James Harden starts having, you know, some better scoring games than Embiid and, you know, is is himself, uh, you know, doing some of that heavy lifting, I think Embiid's case is going to be a little bit weakened. So, like, I sure, see yeah. the path for him to actually sneak in and steal it because you're right. When you're talking about uh, as good as Jokic has been and even Giannis, I think a lot of people throw him in there, the MVP yep. talk, as good as they've been, they I can't really point to a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, that's their spectacular play. That's their MVP sort of yeah. play. I think I think Embiid has maybe had a couple of those moments. The, the dunk on Jared Allen was incredible. You sure. know, he's, he's had, uh, when, when he was in that stretch of 25-plus, uh, however many games that was, like where he was just going crazy, yep. that was kind of there. But DeMar yeah, I, had I think the year too small, the Pat Beverly. DeMar- <laughs> and that and the the dub back to back, you know, off one leg, you know, winner against Indiana, and then the yep. next night, uh, Washington, like the, oh yeah, of the, course, yeah. The, so you know that the, that's kind of there too. But if I, I see the path for for Jaw, if they can get to number two, and if uh, James Harden's kind of good play can drag and uh, bead down in the talks a little bit, I, I can see Morant just sneaking out on top. But it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like there are a lot of things need to go right, but I, I think it's definitely a possibility that he could actually win it. Plus, I don't trust those voters, man. They're, they're going to vote. It's 90, 90, It's 90% narrative, which, I mean, should go to Jaw. But, again, I think they're just going to be like, oh, Joel Embiid, he's a superstar. superstar. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets MVP. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, br- you briefly mentioned them there. Uh, top of the West, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Chris Paul, still out a couple more weeks. And yeah. uh, now losing Devin Booker to COVID-19 protocols. Uh, they say he'll be uh, approximately supposed to be returning uh, March 8th. Uh, you know, they've only yep. played one game without Chris Paul and Devin Booker uh, so far in this stretch, and it was against the Portland Trailblazers, and uh, it was a shellacking. Yep. Yep. It wasn't close. Uh, it was a pretty uh, pretty ugly game. They were absolutely they were dancing like crazy. NBA Youngboy, I believe, <laughs> was the, the tracks they were bumping there in the arena. Uh, what is it? Talking Stick? arena is that what the yeah, site is it's yeah talking stick resort or something yeah yeah very so, very interesting uh yeah they were they were really getting down uh and it's crazy because again we kind of talked about you know like all oh, chris paul's a driving force and then they lose them and they still kind of you know they're competing they're winning like mo- they're winning most of their games and yep. then we're kind of like oh okay well you know like that devin booker's been playing really well in those times and then now devin booker's out and they're still killing these teams like yeah I think that like if they like if you don't have the Phoenix Suns as like the like the quintessential favorite to win the title this year, you're yep. out of your mind. Like you're not watching the games because they yep. are so much better than every other team. Just like on any given night, like yep. uh, like the way that they're a well-oiled machine. They know what they're doing. They, they all the guys fit the game plan perfectly. No one's out there trying to just get their own stats. 
everything happens organically um and and again if you have both your your best like by far your best players out and you're still out here dog walking guys yeah that's terrifying if you're playing in the west i mean the like that play-in tournament uh like is going to be interesting i mean hopefully it's going to be the suns versus pelicans uh that would be my pick uh but it's (laughs) a uh it'll be it'll be really it's going to be close like i mean i i i i I, I would bet against the Suns, whether they're no. healthy or not at this point. No. And, uh, like, I I think they're so... With Golden State, like I just kind of talked about or briefly touched on, with them kind of falling off a little bit, with Draymond's status kind of being uncertain here and when he gets back, how much he's going to look like himself. And the fact that, quietly, Clay Thompson uh, has been either missing games or uh, not really not had that signature, like, oh, Clay is back moment. Like, he, yeah. he, it's not really gone according to plan. And not to mention, right when that's happening, when Clay's supposed to be coming back and, you know, whatever, Jordan Poole has just fallen off a cliff. He, he, he was, you know, who started off the season well. Andrew Wiggins hasn't been playing that well. All these no. guys. Uh, and, and then you've got, you know, your, your wrecking crew of, you know, all these kind of guys that, people you know love to sort of prop up when the warriors are doing well but who again like we've mentioned flashbacks to the bad year uh of you know steph and all the all of his you know sort of uh, group of players who 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 can't do anything out there except for be sort of a support for steph and you're counting on him to get 50 if you're going to win and yeah he's he's just not you know he, he's not able to do it um and and you know no knock on him he, he's been playing pretty well but they they just don't have the horses to to go out there and 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 beat these other good teams um, for sure and and again uh all the people, Stephen A. Smith, you know, losing your mind about how, you know, the Warriors are going to win everything. All you pundits at the beginning of the season, you know, riding this this Warriors wagon. It's me and Matt, okay? We were mm-hmm. the sane ones. We stayed off of it. We had our ticket, but we let the bandwagon go. We, we walked alongside it for a little bit, but we didn't hop on. We waited um, for the next one. We waited for the, we missed we the one. We missed the 130. We waited for the 230. Yeah, and and we're we're way better for it because that band the bandwagon the one thirty it crashed we see it up there it's it's yep. up in flames all you all you guys you know you're you're begging for help but you know where it, it's not going to come for up from us I don't I don't care we warned no you no pity burn uh, no <laughs> and and I just think you know with 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 them kind of falling off a cliff I think Phoenix is far and away the best team in the West and I would be shocked if they're healthy and don't make it to the finals because. Uh, I think they beat Memphis as as much as we just gassed up Memphis. I, I think they're just way too, the Phoenix is way too experienced. Any sort of close game, they're gonna win. Um, and I could see e, e, again as good as Memphis is. And this goes for Chris Paul almost, would, would kill John Morant mentally. Well, he, I think he, yeah, it would yes. be it would, not, it would be it would be yeah. a repeat of when they they he played uh, Steph Curry early and you know when when the Warriors were just coming up. Yeah, and it was a tough seven game series. Um, but he just Chris Paul just knew exactly how much physicality he could get away with and just yeah. beat the hell out of Steph Curry. Now, he's going to have a tough time keeping up with John Morant, but any sort of half-court play, he's going to get in John Morant's head. He's going to, you know, force turnovers, going to be physical, get him frustrated. It's, it's, uh, I, I, Chris Paul knows how to deal with, you know, the young, hot point guard coming up um, and how to really, you know, get in his head and, and uh, throw him off his game. And I, I could see, honestly, Phoenix really having a dominant run through the playoffs where, there's like four or five really close games, but Phoenix just comes out on top every sure. every time because they they're just so methodical with what shots they get and and you know how they uh, play good defense, play you know good sort of connected team defense at the end of games, and the fact that they they will go down and get any shot that they want, whether that's slow half court, uh, you know grinded out games, you know that you see in the playoffs, or or if it's sort of free flowing. Like uh, the the only situation I'd be scared of is if 
LA is Phoenix's like the Lakers <laughs> is Phoenix's you know, sure. first round opponent and Anthony Davis back is back and it's kind of this not that I think that Phoenix would necessarily lose but it's kind of like this oh god we we still have to beat LeBron here we have to beat Anthony Davis they're going to be motivated and you know LeBron and and, and AD and Westbrook I I just don't think they're going to be necessarily scared of anyone and and Phoenix. Uh, I, I would be a little bit scared of that scenario, but I still think they would win. And honestly, yeah. anyone else, uh, I think they just they would just wax uh, unless yeah, somehow yeah. Golden State can get, uh, you know, uh, Clay and Draymond back at full strength and, and are looking good. That I'd be a little worried about, too. But anyone else, um, I, I, I just think Phoenix has, has far and away been the best team. And I think, yeah, something crazy would have to happen in my mind for them not to, to be in the finals. I think a team like Utah might be one of those only teams that could really have a chance against Maybe. the uh, yeah. the Suns just because they can ugly it up uh, yeah. and they're so good defensively that, you know, they can maybe have Devin Booker have an off night. Yeah. Chris Paul's probably not going to be scoring 30 in a game, uh, especially in the playoffs anymore. I don't really know if that's going to be uh, in the cards for him. I'm not going to yeah. say it's impossible. Um, and then, you know, they, they've got a couple nice guys on their team. Like, they're they're kind of a similar team. Like, they're almost like the poor man's uh, Suns. They... they they shift all that focus mm-hmm. that they could have on offense into the defensive side of things, where the, where, where the Suns is a lot more offensive oriented. But uh, yeah. I I think that honestly those two teams are in the West probably the most built for the playoffs right now. Uh, yeah, and I think I could see them. Uh, you know, that's a one four seed uh, pro- uh, right now. Like that could be a second round matchup. Uh, yeah. I think that would be a really tough one for the Suns, uh, just based yeah. on personnel as well. Um, but I still think the Suns are the better team. I still think that they're uh, you know. They're they're well well equipped to to beat them. Uh, yeah. And again, we're looking at them right now. Like they're gonna probably hit that sixty win mark. Like they're yeah. 50, fifty and twelve right now, which is yep a, like an insane uh, yep. record to have. Uh, you know they'll they'll probably be you know I, I could see them hit sixty five wins. Um, yep. which is uh, I I maybe I and I can't maybe I'm, I'm misremembering the team. Like I I know they had a a great year last year too, but I mean. Teams have struggled to kind of hit that like mid sixties. Like I, it was kind of. Uh, I think that. Well, I think the the Rockets uh, in whenever it was were a sixty five win team. The the year yeah. that they they almost beat the Warriors. Like that yeah. was and another Chris Paul team. Like I think that they, they uh, I, I think they were exactly at sixty five if I'm remembering that right. And I don't know if since then um, that's happened. I know the Bucks. Uh, one of these yeah, last few years were did. on pace. Um, but I'm not sure if they quite reach 50, 65, but you're right. It's, it's, it's pretty rare to get yeah. up there. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the, I always call it, like, it's kind of like the measuring stick for, yeah. you know, uh, the a, talking like a, stick, the talking right? stick. Yeah. Of the, uh, I'm uh, holding the talking stick, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. They, 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 they hold the, the, I think that if you hit that 60 win mark, then you're pretty much like you're, yeah. you're legit, like you're an elite level team. Yeah. Um, yeah. and they're probably going to be the only team that hits it. Mm-hmm. Like, the next closest being the Warriors at 43, 17 more wins. I, I don't know if that's in the cards, for them, yeah. to be honest. I think if they can hit 55 wins, I think they'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember us saying we would, we would be kind of shocked if the Warriors got to 50 wins. And now it's it's they probably will. But, um, you know, imagine if that prediction of ours, uh, you know, comes out right somehow, if they just keep struggling. Yeah. Um, right. and, and, you know, are, are at 49 or whatever they, you know, they finish with. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll they'll get it together a little bit here. But um i i think that's kind of honestly been the story of the, of the west you know the facts that the fact that phoenix has been so head and shoulders above everyone else and it looked early on like that was going to be phoenix but it's or not phoenix golden state yeah uh, but the fact that they've just just really for a variety of reasons just not 
it, it hasn't panned out uh, the way way people thought, and I I think that's that's um, just just really really solidified Phoenix as as the, the team, and I think like in the East, uh, it's interesting to think about the matchups matchups that Phoenix will have to go against. Like it's going to be tough. I honestly think Phoenix will have a uh, a, a much harder time dealing with whoever comes out of the East mm-hmm. than they will with the West. Like I think the East, I, I agree the, the with top that. of the East is just, uh, they've just got so many more, uh, you know, whether you're talking about Miami or Philly or, or Brooklyn or Milwaukee, um, like they've just got more uh, guys that I think will give Phoenix trouble. And yeah. that's that kind of big, they're dynamic wing. teams too. They're very unique. Yeah. I think a lot of the teams in the West kind of mesh into one at times, you know, whereas the East, like they've got real personalities that you can define just by watching yeah. them one game. Yeah, for sure. And we, 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 again, we talked about Miami and how good they've been. A Miami Phoenix finals would be so much fun for me. It would kind of be my dream finals because I love Chris Paul and yeah. Kyle Lowry. I think they're so similar. And I, I think, because uh, lo- I've, I've loved Chris Paul, you know, ever since, you know, high school and before he's always been my favorite player. But I kind of, uh, under my nose uh, as a Raptors fan too, a kind of mini Chris Paul uh, was developing and Kyle yeah. Lowry, uh, who kind of does a lot of the same things. Like imagine both of them g- guarding each other, going up and down the court, you know, flopping, do- complaining yeah, to yeah. the refs, trying to draw these calls, but like doing like the ultimate competitors at the point guard position. Like it would just be beautiful. And, you know, watching... Jimmy Butler trying to score against, you know, Jay Crowder, you know, they're going to get in a, a million oh, yeah. little fights. Uh, and, you know, uh, it would uh, be incredible. So, yeah, the two one seeds in either conference right now, if they were to meet. Uh, but but again, the, you know, that that would be tough uh, for Phoenix to deal with. Like the, another a lot of physical bodies. If anyone's going to, you know, give their you know mid-range shooters in, in, in Paul and Booker like fits, it's going to be someone like the Heat. Um, and then, you know, when you're talking about Philly and their offensive weapons, obviously seeing Milwaukee again will be a nightmare for Phoenix. So yeah. I, I, I think I think the problem for Phoenix, I think what's ultimately what may stop them from getting the championship uh, will be someone in the East rather than the West. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good take, man. Uh, but again, long way to go. We'll see uh, where the where the yeah. Suns finish up here. But again, they're uh, they're looking like a team you don't want to bet against, uh, whether it's regular season or post. Uh, mm-hmm. And to finish up, we want to do something. We want to talk about this. We're not really sure where it's going to go. It's going to be an open discussion. Feel free to communicate with us uh, virtually, telepathically. Uh, feel free. I don't yes. know. Maybe uh, you can do with that. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok. There's a guy. He uses uh, Sesame Street reading cards uh, as tarot cards. Uh, <laughs> people ask him questions. You can maybe do something like that. That guy's a legend. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Um, yeah, come on. Come on on. Yeah. Wait, what's um, his name? I don't know. Uh, okay, we'll but we'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. So someone listening is going to know about him. Uh, he, he's, he's a beast. Um, very, very uh, poetic. We should, very, have asked, uh, we should have asked Long Chung to come on the podcast. Talk yeah, a that bit was a miss. That, yeah. that was definitely a miss. That was definitely Fuck. a miss. Um, he should no. What we should do is should do a sponsorship and Long Chunk could spin Big Dog Ball Talk instead of stay. Oh my god! Stay, okay. could be uh, you could play the Alex, Big Dog Ball we're Talk. We're coming there. to Guelph. We're yeah. coming to Guelph. Yeah, we're coming back, baby. Uh, oh, one man. more night, one more time, one more time around the sun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I we wanted to talk about the the NBA G League comparison to the NBA itself. Um, because it's kind of, like what is the preparation and what is, how I I would like to because I don't know enough about it at this point. I'd like to do some more research, and maybe I'll come back on Monday's podcast to have done a little more research. What is the preparation? What is the day-to-day life of a G Leaguer in comparison to an NBA player? Because you see yeah. any NBA guy or former NBA player go to the G League, they look like Isaiah the fucking the best players of all time. Sas Castillo, Nick Stauskas. Oh, I don't know oh, if baby. anyone remembers that nickname, um, <laughs> but I keep saying it because I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but like, 
these guys, like, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is putting up, like, 50 points. It's uh, Nick Stauskas, uh, you know, former, I think he's the ninth overall pick uh, yep. way, way back in the day. Um, Michigan, baby. Yeah, Michigan man. Mississauga. Yes, I sir. Mississauga. I think uh, yeah, Lithuanian yeah, Alex, another another one go. of your countrymen. Yep. Uh, yeah, he 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 had hundred points in two games, uh, fifty yep. piece, and then like a, a high a forty or something. It's it's insane the stuff these and guys gets a do. Two, two year deal just like that. Boston, hey, good Brad for him, Stevens man. Does, I've I've seen enough. He can he, he'll be a great shooter for them. I mean, sure. like I I actually yeah I, I was surprised he wasn't hasn't sort of stuck in the league because I I thought he was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's had a couple good games. I mean, obviously, yeah, he was he shouldn't have been a top ten pick, but I mean, he's yeah, uh, he yeah. was a great college player. Um, yeah. but but just the, and there's been other guys that we've seen, uh, especially this year, that just dominate the G League and then find their way back into the NBA or what whatnot. What is the difference? That's what I'm, I I, I want to pose the question to you. Like, do you think that it's just be like like the the NBA? They maybe it's a confidence thing, but we we've just we keep seeing this happen, and it's like. Yeah. The, the G League has amazing players and yeah. athletes and, and, you know, we see the occasional game where one of those guys will really go off. But it's usually like, you know, relative to the competition, whereas these guys come in and like uh, I said before we started the podcast is V Mihailuk, who yeah. not really that good of a player, uh, if I'm going to be honest. But the guy drops 43 points from the 905. Like I've been to a yeah. 905 game before. Players are awesome. It's a great uh, experience. If you haven't been to a, a G League game, you should. If you have one in your area, go to one. Their the tickets are cheap, but yeah. I, I just don't know what the cause of all this is. Yeah, t- t- it, it, it's tough too because like you you see players like uh, I mean Van Vliet and Siakam went were were with the nine hundred five and won a championship there, yep. and then you, yep. you see they they there's very very clear like. Uh, sort of continuation of sort of development and skills that carry over um, and you, you 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 see it coming in the G League and then they go and do it in the NBA. So it's yep, like yep. It, it is hard to sort of see what the difference is. But I think a lot of the times when you're looking at the G League, you have a lot of players who have like a glaring weakness and that's why they're there. Like they're, they're players who, whether that's, you know, a little bit older you know we we saw that one remember that guy andre ingram or oh, whatever yeah, the, that the lakers tutor. called up yeah so like you've got sort of older guys like lifers really trying to get their shot in the nba you've got guys who were sent down there because they're you know too young and don't understand enough you know certain things to make the roster like you've just got all these guys who don't quite make the cut uh and it seems to be like they're there for a certain reason whether they're to work on their shooting or they're there to work on their whatever so when you get uh, sort of complete players down there who have either been in the NBA before or who even like a guy like Sfi who can do a little bit of everything yep. um, and who cracked an NBA rotation earlier this year. Delano Banton's kinda... first game of the G League, I think he also oh, he had like a fucking bonkers, like a Westbrook in his prime uh, kind of stat line. Like triple-double. Yeah, he was uh, unbelievable. It's like what when you get someone who is used to the NBA competition and is more of a complete player, I think you go down there and, and it's true. You, ju- you just dominate. Like I, I think... Yeah. I think that that's that's mostly what it is. Like, there's just there's so many guys you can kind of pick on in different ways. Yeah. Um. And 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 just guys who aren't complete players yet. Um. And then you know, uh, it, it's easy to kind of stand out above the crowd. Uh. Or or not easy. I mean, it would be easy for me. I would go. Uh, and, you know, yeah. You just need be the, 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 down the, there for one just day. Just the nine oh five solo open up. tryouts. I I don't know, but we should go. Just sure. Find, why not? You know, get a few beers. Um, and, and I, I think we'd do great. Uh, but yeah, for, for, for just in general, I think it, it's just, a, yeah, a, a lot of players working on specific things in their games and that's why they're there. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you've, you've got guys who can kind of go off and it, it is, it is crazy though, to, to think that there is that big of a leap. Um, because, uh, 
these are some of the best players in the entire world in the G League. Like yeah. this, like I, I, I bet it would be interesting to see uh, or, or to think about. Like, but I wonder how like uh, a G League team, a run of the mill G League team, would do over in Europe. Like, there, are, there's a lot of incredible European uh, teams and players for sure. Um, yeah. Who, who I love, you know, when they do it in the preseason, sometimes, you know, get get over here to play against, you know, NBA teams. The Raptors play a lot of a lot of those kind of international matchups. But uh, it'd be interesting to see because uh, I, I think a, a G League team would do pretty darn well over there just because they they typically have more, you know, really athletic guys and, and guys who have that NBA experience. I think that would be um, a more exciting thing to watch for me if, as a fan is a G League team playing uh, a Euro team than an NBA yeah. team that like doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, you know, to Euro team's credit, I think a lot of the times they would win too because, you know, they they have sure, yeah. uh, incredible talent as well and really good developmental systems. You know, you see guys like Doncic and Rubio and all these, you know, kids who basically start playing when they're 16 and by the time they're 18 have, you know, been through every situation imaginable and you see it kind of translate in the NBA. Um, but it, it it's crazy to think how much better the NBA is as a league, even one level down sure. to the G League. It's, it's unbelievable. These, like... It, that that's what you know people want to reiterate you know here on podcasts all the time like the the worst players on nba teams yeah. would would you know you, if you saw them at the park they would literally blow your mind you, you wouldn't believe what you're seeing and they're just sitting on a bench um you know in the nba that's how good the top tier uh you know t- like i that's why you, you look at someone like lebron or kevin duran anyone at the top of the league like it's almost impossible to even fathom how good they are at what they do except for tristan thompson that one video of him (laughs) missing all those shots man that doesn't help his case either i think i could if i if i had to go out there i could probably hit a couple hook shots like that yeah i think so but but you know i definitely agree with you it's it is insane like it's the same thing with people that go like oh uh the best could the best college team beat the worst nba team and it's like man the worst the best college team might have two guys drafted like are, are you yeah, are you being yeah, serious exactly. here? Like just use your brain. Think about it. Like obviously yeah. the the you know the media companies that put that out there, uh, or people are just trying to get clicks. But like yeah, yeah, come on, you can't actually believe that. They like, would get so they would get so badly beaten. It would be like I that you'd have to like mercy them if uh, the NBA the team actually half. tried. Yeah. Oh my god, it 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 wouldn't it, it, because it, it you, and again like not nothing against these young college players but they're just they're so much younger like yeah, and yeah. it's it's just a stupid question it's a ridiculous question yeah well I, again we're going to we're going to move we're going to table the conversation uh and we're going to figure out a little bit more about you know G League practices and how that how it all goes down there and then we're going to come back maybe in a week or so and uh let you guys know what we found uh cuz yeah. we want to get to the bottom of you know what 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 this big discrepancy is caused by um but everybody yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Make sure to rate us five stars, share us with your friends, families, teachers. Uh, I don't know, uh, your dance Grandma. recital history, uh, teachers. Uh, or, or, hey, go go find Long Chun. Tell him uh, yeah. you met him and that uh, we'd like to uh, collab. Um, but, yeah, uh, all your support's really helped, guys. Keep hitting that download button. And, uh, you know, we, we can't thank you guys enough for, for all the support. Um, Jordan, tell him at Big Dog Ball Talk. We got more shit coming down the yes, pipeline. We do uh youtube coming very soon YouTube. uh this episode won't be on there jordan's wearing mm-hmm. uh this uh fashion nova tank 
I've got uh, hey, I've got some on. kind of a little cold. This is a manly it's from uh, the, Pittsburgh no. Steelers shirt, okay? Very manly, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it's like a boys' medium. Uh, the yeah, but yeah, we're, yeah. But we're uh, yeah, nice you know, we're, we're we're grinding over here. We're trying to get you guys all the content that we can. Uh, yeah. so again, stick with us, and we're uh, we're gonna stick with you. Uh, so everybody, yeah. on behalf of Big Dog Ball Talk, I'm Matt Icorn with Jordan Flegel, and as my friend Jordan always says, uh, save your money. Save your money. Save it up. You I've got to save little, that uh, money. I've got a little. Um, can you hear that? Can you hear that, people? Oh, uh, now I know where to. Now I'm robbing the shit out of you next time. <laughs> Look, this is my piggy bank. It's a uh, British telephone booth piggy bank. Um, like a Doctor mostly, Who thing. Mostly, yeah. Mostly pennies in here. Uh, some. I see one dollar, but the, the, you could rob this, Matt. But it, it won't be worth much. But uh, nice. save your money. We're going into the you know the summer here. I'm bad at it. I'm trying to change my ways, kind of yeah. manifest a better version of myself here. But uh, save your money, you know, don't don't spend it on frivolous things. So they always say, you know, when you're trying to like pretend to be wealthy, you know, you you, you buy all, you know, whatever. The, Half the my chains. paycheck goes to Uber, man. Trust yeah, me, I know. Exactly. exactly. But once you're there, once you're there, like you're, like the Zuckerbergs, you, you just wear flip flops. You don't care. Yeah. So, you know, manifest that. Save your money. Don't 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 buy the, the the weird shit. You know, work hard. You work hard for your money. Don't throw it away. Yeah. Well, uh, don't rob me. Uh, we've got a, a little piggy bank somewhere in our place. I'm not gonna tell you where. I'm gonna find uh, it. But you you would be a big winner. Let's, Let's just say that we've got we got some. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It would not be a fair swap. Let's just say that. But yeah, oh, I, okay. I, I I I need that. I need that reminder right now. You know, I get paid monthly. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a hard couple weeks coming up. <laughs> gonna have to really pinch my pennies, man. I that's might have a, to be, That's why you're not having coffee. You can't afford yeah, it, man. I might, I might be having to come to knocking on your door asking for you just to spare me a couple of those uh, some change that's in your uh, in your butt, your piggy bank there because uh, yeah, I'm gonna need it. Come on, people, help a big dog out. <laughs>